Welcome to Sum It Up, an LSR7 podcast to uplift and center the stories impacting LSR7 students, staff, and its community. Today we're talking about artificial intelligence. Learn more about how the district is approaching student and educator use of AI during the school day, plus the student perspective of how AI is benefiting students already. I'm Talia Evans. I'm the Assistant Director of Public Relations. I'm Sarah Courtney, and I'm a teacher at Lee Summit North High School. I'm Megan Chambers, and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Lee Summit West High School. I'm Corey Bunker, and I'm an Instructional Technology Specialist who supports teachers and students with their use of technology in the classroom across the district. And I'm Connor Pinkley. I'm a senior at West, and hopefully the best student voice that there is in the district about AI. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you all for being here on Sum It Up. Um, okay, I want to take you all back to last school year. Um, news hits Twitter, wherever you get your news from, um, about ChatGPT. What is your thought as an educator or as a student? What are your first reactions? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at first it was a little bit of, we need to make sure that our teachers get this information. And I know that we tried to get out ahead of it. We had our first learning lunch uh, with our staff in early January and kind of told our staff about like, hey, here's this new AI technology, kind of showed them some examples of how ChatGPT was working at the time and and went through a, a few different things and also talked about some detection software that was like open source or free at the time. and. That was on a Friday, and on Sunday, I got an email from a teacher who she had put, I think, 20 of her kids' essays through, and 17 of them came back, having used some kind of artificial intelligence. And so we, we had some work to do, <laughs> and, you know, the kids were ahead of us. And so we kind of had to figure out really quickly how, as a staff, we were going to handle that and, and work together and, and work with our kids and let the kids know that, you know, we want to work together with you on this, not just have it be a punitive thing. Yeah, I think a little bit of wow, but uh-oh was my reaction. Um, I think in, in terms of thinking about whether I would recognize AI and really not knowing much about um, you know, the different kind of levels of complexity of writing. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at noticing when students are copying, pasting out of Wikipedia or something else they find online. But um, AI felt like this really different beast, perhaps. And so um, I've tried to kind of educate myself along the way, but it it definitely felt like a, okay, here's another thing that we just need to be aware of. And, and then, you know, thoughts have evolved since then, for sure. Our instructional technology team heard about ChatGPT just before winter break last year. And so we just started learning. Um, and starting in January, our team did a, a book study on a book written by um, Matt Miller, who's an ed tech kind of guru. And um, we started having a lot of conversations about what does this look like? Um, how can we think differently about uh, how we support teachers and students with their use of technology? And how can we get them to think about um, this in, in, in an innovative approach or just thinking differently about education with this new tool? The first time I ever heard about it was through a few of my friends when we were writing Let's see, what were we doing? We were writing, I think, open letters um, in my English class. And for a lot of us, I feel like it was, we learned about it and it became more widespread and then immediately got shut down by the district and nobody could go to those tools. So everybody either did it off their phone, which I'm sure a lot of people still do, um, or they just kind of were like, 
whatever and just went on how they normally would. But people were definitely using it. And um, once the like AI checkers came out, I think that definitely slowed people down, but definitely not completely. Can you talk a little bit right now about library media services and ITS, your focus right now in regards to AI? Because I know that in that time, things have actually focused between your departments and you have come together to uh, make sure that um, you're helping everybody in the district with AI. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, our instructional technology team actually started some uh, learning sessions for teachers over the summer, starting in June, which is a, a system that we use every summer, like providing um, professional learning for teachers. And then uh, late in the summer, our directors came together and were charged with, okay, we want to have something that teachers can learn from. And so that partnership occurred. And from the start of the year, when Megan and I, uh, I kind of launched back into this new school year, our teams were working together to provide a learning space for teachers so that um, they could be provided with some information from our district and kind of what's the district stance on AI. Um, to have some guidelines in place for students and teachers and then just to learn like how is this changing society what does this look like for education and so that module that was built uh, that we provide as a learning space for teachers in our learning management system of Schoology is now in place and all teachers um, are in the midst of participating in that module uh, and should be complete by winter break. Then. Yeah, and we, you know, came together to work on not only that module, but also preparing those guidelines. And I think those guidelines really lay out nicely um, the intent, you know, the intent is to help use it in an ethical manner. Um, also, we provided prompts for teachers to put into their syllabus, um, you know, and include those statements at the beginning of the year, it was nice that we were able to meet over the summer. So teachers had that from day one, you know, we didn't have to backtrack. And um, even though we didn't get the module out to teachers until I think it was late September was by the time it, it came to teachers, we had already done a lot of that work and had already introduced teachers to the guidelines at back to school meetings um, in the buildings. And then I know we've continued with some professional development opportunities in, within the buildings since then. Mm -hmm. yeah. And have you guys encountered any misconceptions about how the district is going to be using or encouraging the use of AI? I know there have been inquiries from parents about, you know, will you be using AI in the classroom? Will my kid be punished if they use AI at home? You know, are, are they being educated about this? Because I know there's just so much information, you know, every news story, every social media, you're hearing about it everywhere. And so I definitely think there's been interest from um, the community about what we're doing. I, I don't know if I've heard any misconceptions per se, but just interest in wanting to know what the plan is. I don't see the word misconceptions necessarily described, but just some uncertainty. Um, a lot of teachers with questions, just wanting to know more, wanting to find out new information, um, take it all in, you know, not just educators, of course, everyone around society, right? It's a worldwide uh, new approach to thinking about, uh, and specifically a generative AI. Um, in our module, we talk about the three different types of, of AI. Uh, many of the 
uh, AI that we might see, like the use of Grammarly, um, you know, even spell check in its most <coughs> basic sense. But it's that in a, that uh, generative AI that really kind of holds educators, I think, in a place of wonder of how does this look? Uh, how can is this going to change the profession, honestly, uh, as an educator? Um, Sarah, do you see the same type of uncertainty from your lens? Yes, I think we are, and I mean, I'm I'm a perfect example of this. My immediate thoughts last year were about how students were going to use it. That was where my head went immediately, just in terms of thinking about academic honesty and is this dishonest or not? What is this AI tool? Uh, but I think really just in the last maybe three or four months, I've realized the possibilities for educators, for teachers to use it in ways that are, I, I truly do feel, changing the profession um, and just, you know, changing the way we do things and making some things that used to be really time consuming really quick. Uh, and so I think that has maybe changed the way teachers are thinking about AI because they're seeing it as a tool in our profession and then thinking about the implications of that for how we are preparing kids for their futures, for students' futures and the way they may use it in their profession. So I think as it evolves from this chat GPT, ask a question and it answers it, you think about an essay or a, a question on a test. But I think as, you know, for example, I use it to create a rubric for an assignment, it's like, wow, this is something that, you know, took me 30 minutes, 45 minutes before, and now it's doing it in 15 seconds. Uh, so I think as we continue to learn and as AI continues to evolve, it definitely is putting us in a place of uncertainty about what the possibilities are, but also um, helping us to, to realize what the possibilities are, which is mm -hmm. kind of fantastic. You know, when AI first came out, and, I, and I've thought about this a lot over the last, you know, 10 months since we've been dealing with this, you know, I'm I'm going to show my age a little bit, but I mean, I was in the classroom when kids started carrying pagers <laughs> and we used to have like faculty meetings about what are we going to do about these kids and their pagers? And then it was, you know, well, what are we going to do about, you know, uh, kids in Google? Can they just Google everything? And what are we going to do about Wikipedia? And what are we going to do about social media and, you know, kids going one-to-one? -one? And, you know, you every few years you have these kind of educational disruptors, things that kind of stop us and make us think like, whoa. We need to like really think about what we're doing and maybe we need to change and grow and evolve. And I, I definitely think this, you know, falls into that category, probably one of the biggest ones since I've been, I mean, since one-to-one, -one, honestly, for me, since we went one-to-one -one with, with computers in the classroom. Um, Connor, you're in your final year of your education and Lee Summit. Um, so have you seen a difference um, between your previous years, just even in high school and this year because of AI and like how that's impacted maybe your and your classmates learning and how you're being taught? I don't know how much it's really affected our learning. I personally don't use AI pretty much at all unless um, I'm really slacking on a project. Let's say last year I might have had a book report that I had to do and I push it off because I didn't want to read the book. So about 30 minutes before I had to present, I used ChatGPT on my phone and was like, these seem like good points to make. And this is where I find it in the book. And I made the presentation. I gave a great presentation. Um, and it was pretty awesome that I could pull it off, in my opinion. But for me, that's the most it's impacted um, on myself. But honestly, I think the biggest surprise from it was how the district responded and how the last thing I expected really when I came 
back to school this year was to go and do our yearly plagiarism test. Um, and we walked in and there was a whole thing about AI and that was the big focus. And it wasn't saying don't use it at all. It was saying you can use it as long as you use it responsibly and you can cite it and say, this is how it helped me. Um, I honestly think that is a great approach because if you're just trying to shun students from doing it at all, obviously that you can't stop them completely from using it and they'll just use it on their phone. But if you say, it's fine that you can use it, just make sure that you, we know that you're using it and we don't think it's a bad thing that you are, like everybody's using it. Um, and just giving them the option of whether they want to use it or not and not feeling bad if they do. I think coming into this year as teachers are learning, and this is all very new to us, one of the biggest challenges is learning how to use it myself so that we can teach students how to use it responsibly and ethically and effectively. And I feel like it's very similar to like the way you search in a database and use the Boolean search terms. It's learning how to use it well and, and then obviously ethically. But those are the things that I feel like teachers, many of us, are still learning ourselves. And so it's one that I'm sure coming back to school this year, it was this sort of vague thing that was floating out there, but teachers are not even, or I feel like I'm not yet proficient at, at teaching how to use it well. And so I think that's something we're in this strange in-between of learning that it's there and it can be used ethically and responsibly and effectively, but how do we teach that, you know, as we're learning too? Yeah. It's all about prompts. I think Connor's mm -hmm. example is interesting because he mentioned, you know, I needed a starting point, I'm going to say, for the book project. Right. And so he leaned into chat GPT and gave him a springboard into this presentation. And AI isn't going to present Connor's whatever the presentation was in his class. Right. He has to do that. That's humanization of his school learning. Right. Um, but he used an AI to get that springboard into getting himself started. And to me, that's what I would want to see students doing. That's what I would want to see teachers doing, uh, making themselves more efficient so they can dive right into that learning. Um, and I think that's what AI offers all of us, whether students or teachers. Can we talk a little bit about like the ethical use just because I mm -hmm. think that parents probably are really interested in understanding like really what that means I think this is a great example a presentation where you're you have to use your own words you have to present in the, your own way that you speak but like let's talk about a paper like what is an ethical use of AI for a paper well we've been talking to kids like like Connor said mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year we talked to every single kid about um, academic dishonesty and plagiarism and now AI is part of that but, you know, a lot of it really is about, you know, what are what is the expectation from the teacher? You know, what are you being asked to do? We're sitting down with the kids and we're brainstorming and we're using some AI sources to kind of help them get started with their project. I think that if the teacher allows it, outlining is great. Um, I've talked to a teacher about coming in and using it to help write a thesis. And when it comes to, you know, writing research papers, there's there's lots of things that we can can do as long as it's cited correctly at the end. And then we're kind of going through each class, each time we, we do this with kids, we're going through, okay, now how do we cite it? Now how do we give attribution just like we do for any of the sources that we would find in JSTOR or one of our other databases? How are we going to cite that at the end to make sure that we are using it ethically? Yeah, and that's the way that you're recommending citing, that's all available in that 
document that you that guys guideline. talked about. Yeah, the guidelines. It's available in the guidelines. Do you feel like the way that um, the district has embraced AI um, is helping to cut back on any maybe reservations or concerns that you had about AI in and its role in education? I wonder if that is kind of related to what um, Megan kind of followed up with um, the thinking about the teacher training that's been offered this semester and the teachers are working through a module, right? They're looking at all of the guidelines for themselves, for students, learning a little bit more about AI. Megan's team has been partnering that with some learning lunches, kind of getting teachers to um, look at some tools and see how they might be used. Our team in instructional technology has also done some training sessions like that. And we're really approaching it first from to Sarah's point, the teacher use lens so that teachers can get some confidence around that. Um, our team's promoted a lot about uh, teacher efficiency, right? Being able to work um, smarter, not harder, lots of, on a plate of a teacher. And so what can you do to um, use AI to help you be efficient? So just giving teachers that avenue to experience it themselves, I feel, feel like does allow them to have a little bit more confidence to stand in front of a class and say, okay, I've gotten to think about my use of AI. What will I expect of my students now on this assignment? And I think whenever we talk about AI with our teachers, we're also reminding them the same stuff that we would remind students, that it's still not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get rid of your need as a professional, your need as a student to apply your critical thinking skills to kind of look at that information that it's it's giving you and making sure that it is accurate. Because um, I read something the other day that said ChatGPT is kind of like a three-year-old. If it doesn't know the right answer, it'll just make one up. Mm -hmm. And it, it really will. If it doesn't have the exact information that you're asking for, it'll, it'll come close and it'll sound really good and it'll look professional and it'll be this sentence will be diagrammed perfectly but it may not be accurate information so i think every time we talk to our staff and every time we talk to kids about using it we're also making sure we put in that you know that extra little bit about like you still need to to be double checking this work i think as a teacher too my my sort of learning around AI has come to really knowing what my expectations are. What is my goal when I'm giving an assignment? Where is the where is the key thinking supposed to happen and where do I want to want to really see what students are able to do? And so then I think as a product of that, if if developing a really good research question is that, then okay, find your topic, but then you need to be the one developing the question. Or you know, if the assignment is all about making an argument, okay, maybe you read some background on it in the same way that you might Google something, but it's really about the argument. And so I think knowing that students are not losing the thinking is the really important piece for me. And I think along with that, as I use it, I'm seeing that I have to edit every single thing I use um, through AI. I mean, there is, there's a need for me to review it and read it and say, okay, the language here isn't correct. It's either wrong or it's poorly worded or it's not articulating the right thing. And I think for students too, that's going to be really important in terms of knowing that you can put something in there, but you have to have a certain knowledge base and a certain set of mm -hmm. thinking skills to review everything that comes out of it to make sure that it is, you know, what you're hoping it to be. And, and there's a process there that involves some really key critical thinking too. So I think I'm learning that from the teacher side, but then that will help me better get students to where they need to be in terms of using it too. In my learning, it's been a lot of um, thinking about how AI pushes us as educators to 
focus more on the student's process of learning rather than the product of learning. And really that's where the critical thinking skills come in. So AI is kind of helping us as educators lean into supporting students with critical thinking. And that would be what we want, whether they were using technology or not. And the way that I've seen it been used um, by students mainly, um, just throughout the past year or so, when ever ChatGPT and all the AI first became a big thing, was the people that use it the most are the people who are least willing to go through with like, I guess like the educational process and learn how to think critically. And I think um, for students that it's just, like to us, it's just another tool. But I think there is a great opportunity, like looking at my peers, to try and get them to like critically think and learn how to critically think in different ways using AI. Um, And like you just said, that it's not about the product of learning it's about the process of learning now more and that i think ai can help that a lot with like a lot of people who just don't give an effort to a lot of stuff what do you think for those peers of yours what challenges do you think that they're going to face if they don't put in the effort to do that critical thinking um i think a lot of it is that like there are checkers that will see that someone's paper was like 95 percent written by ai and these people know that so to them, if they're still doing that, they just don't care at that point. Um, but if people can get away with it, then they won't put in the effort. But since they can't, like just try to get away with it, then I think they will just use it like as a springboard or as a tool and help them with like critical thinking or how to get through the process of writing a paper, or doing a presentation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's look ahead to next year and then I want you to look ahead, and by next year, I mean next school year, and then two school years ahead. Where do you guys see or hope um, LSR7 schools will be as it relates to AI? And we can go around the circle. Let's start with Connor. Um, I hope that the district becomes, I guess, just better implementing it to the, like, the education process for students. And the district has been really good at making sure that it's not just something that's like put away like don't look at it it's something that we can use and that like i said it's a tool um and i hope it just keeps getting further implemented in like positive ways like that i come back to our district's mission is you know encouraging students providing students the opportunity to have success in life right And if we want our students to have success in this life we live in right now or next year or two years down the the line, um, they have to be using AI for learning. If they aren't using AI for learning, I don't think we're offering them the opportunities that we should. And if that's the case, then our teachers have to be using it for teaching. Um, and I have this analogy stuck in my head from a podcast that I listen to um, with some educators that talk about AI. And one of the uh, speakers talks about we have to look beyond our today glasses. So if we look at AI through our glasses today, it's, oh, write a presentation for me or answer an email that's hard. We have to be looking through our tomorrow glasses. And our tomorrow glasses is how can we change education because of this great opportunity? 
So I hope that's kind of where we're headed. Well, first, I'm really proud of our district at, at where we are right now. Um, I've had the opportunity to present about AI to Missouri State librarians and also to greater Kansas City librarians. And I, I can say that our district is a lot farther ahead as far as like coming up with the guidelines and the module and doing some teacher training. And so I'm really proud um, that we're kind of being leaders in the Kansas City area and even the state as far as coming out with, with being so open with our students and our staff about it and encouraging ethical use of it. So I just can, I look to see us continue that. I like to see us to continue to be leaders and continue to kind of be on the forefront of, you know, making sure that we are capitalizing this great opportunity and this awesome tool to make our teachers more productive, more creative, more innovative, and to also teach our students, how are you going to be able to use this tool, not to hinder your learning, but to enhance your learning as you go forward. I think that in the next year or two years, uh, I am excited by the fact that there are people on um, the library media specialist side and the ITS side doing some of the background research to be able to bring to us, here's what's going on. And I know that has happened this year, and I anticipate as these tools start to change, maybe start to charge for their services versus being free as they are, as many of them are now, I think that probably a year from now, we're going to be moving more in a direction of picking some, you know, I hope that there are some that we can become proficient at, because if I've learned anything in the last, even from Megan last week at some district PD, there are just so many out there. And so, you know, I've, I've gotten to play and taste some, I think probably a year or two years from now, we will be embracing some more, um, in a more focused way so that we can learn to use them better from the teacher side. And I would anticipate that maybe we will even be at a place where we embrace some for the students so that we can learn how to teach them to use them well. Um, I think too that we'll, we'll probably start really seeing it through a departmental lens and how in the careers that our department prepares students for, are they going to be able to use these? Because I think I'm really good at teaching students how to use Turabian, <laughs> which is like this old school <laughs> citation sort of tool but I think, you know, I, that's history 20 years ago when I was in college, not the field of history that I'm teaching my students to perhaps enter later. So I think we will get more focused in our, our understanding and in our um, ability to prepare students to use AI for the future, too. Yeah, I was actually wondering the exact same thing. And I look at it from like a PR, former journalist lens, like, and the possibilities with AI outside of the written word and how like, there's AI with photos and AI with video and like, deep fakes. And like, do you feel like the ethics of that could be in implemented into um, curriculum with journalism or marketing or like, we have like a whole class that focuses on social media marketing. And like, is it ethical to like, make up a completely random photo from sourced art or actual mm -hmm. images. And like, do you see talking about that in the future as well? I think that partners with what Megan was saying, compliments to our district for having the conversation, getting things in place now, because I see the documents that we have for student and teacher guidelines ever changing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the need for media literacy is is huge right now. I mean, it's it's been huge <laughs> for the last couple of years being able to, you know, discern fact from fiction and to be able to to see what you're reading and taking in online, whether it's a video, um, an article, a website, whatever, and and decide is this accurate information and now that makes that even more challenging. Um, but just makes 
the process that we we use as as you know critical thinkers going through that process can I look at this information? Okay, this might seem fishy. I need to go and investigate more. I need to, you know, open up another tab, do that lateral reading, open up another tab, research this on my own, do a few other, go through a few other steps to make sure that what you're seeing is accurate. It really gets us talking to students more about digital citizenship, right? That news sure. media literacy is in that realm and just providing them that um, learning about being a good digital citizen, whether we're talking about AI or some other tech tool. Is there anything else you wanted to add or a thought that I was going to ask about that you want to make sure that you get into the podcast? A couple of weeks ago on our PD day, we had the opportunity to work with some teachers um, a little bit more closely on several different AI tools. And I saw so many cool examples of teachers kind of taking this and running with it. And I had one teacher that was so excited because she had taken all of her Google slideshows for the year and she had put it into one of the um, tools that we provided and had made them interactive and more engaging for students. And she was so excited that she could take that back to her kids. And I had another teacher that was creating a storyboard that had a picture of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on a date. And then the next picture, Jason joined them, his brother. And then there, <laughs> there was a fight. And then they, you know, um, resolved it and ran off, you know, drove off in the getaway car. And it was a modern language teacher. And she was going to have her students create the dialogue in the target language. And I just thought, what a creative and engaging way to use these tools. And so I'm excited for our teachers and I'm excited for our kids that they're going to hopefully get some really cool experiences and cool lessons out of this. Yeah, I think I was a, a part of that PD last week, and I just was amazed at how quickly I was able to do some things that are super engaging. Like there's a tool that allows us to ask students a question, they answer it, and the AI tool gives them feedback immediately. And I just, I thought about the things that sometimes feel a little overwhelming as a teacher, which is giving good feedback. And, and not that you have, to, not that you can assume that the feedback it's giving is perfect, but some of the things that have felt really time consuming and, and hard and difficult to do on a regular basis, seeing those things sped up by AI and possible with AI makes kind of just the the balance of the workload of a teacher seem to be shifting a little bit. I don't know. It's and it's really it's exciting because I think if that's true for teaching, then what can what can it be true for in other fields, too, which is kind of fun to think about for our students and their futures. When we think about students in that same way and what AI can do to kind of be a virtual tutor to them. You know, supporting students with their learning when maybe they didn't have that support otherwise when they go home and are working on school tasks um, at home. It's really exciting to think about all the possibilities. I think that's amazing. <laughs> what what could what could be? So as I was talking to my peers about like coming on here and talking about AI, I was asking them like what concerns they have, and a lot of it kind of revolved around like my generation, I guess you could say, uh, of people in the district have grown up like with Chromebooks and AI is coming up at the very end of our like high school career. Like I've, I went 10 years without knowing what AI was throughout school. And so a lot of people my age are concerned about like how it will be used, I guess, like at an, ele at an elementary level. And like we were taught how to critically think, how to research a paper and things like that when we were younger and uh, late elementary and middle school. 
how does the district plan to implement things to kind of um, make it so that they can that younger kids can still get the educational value out of things that like things that I've learned and have been being learned for forever while also staying true to keeping up with the times? That's a great question. I mean, you know, it's kind of those like building blocks of critical thinking, the building blocks of media literacy, all the things that we've been talking about and, you know, really kind of focusing in on the skills, not the tools. And so I think it's, it is whether you're using this tool or whether you're doing it on paper and pencil, you know, what is the skills that are required and, and kind of making sure that we're, we're still really focused on that, you know, the bells and whistles are always going to be there and they're always going to change, but like focusing on, you know, that, that target of what do we need our kids to be able to learn how to do. Yeah. And fortunately in Lee seminar seven, the conversations are happening and are going to continue to happen. Um, where Megan pointed out some of our colleagues and other districts, when we network with them, we find out that they're not really having the conversation. And so thankfully we're having the conversation. We don't have all the answers, but we're going to keep kids in mind, just like you're asking. Yeah, and I think as we, as teachers, as we are creating things, that has to be the constant question, right? How do I make sure that my students know how to write a good research question, mm -hmm. despite the fact that there are these tools that, that can do it for them? And so it, I think it's also challenging for us as educators because we have to change the way we're teaching things. You know, the, mm -hmm. the old assignments may not be as... AI proof or as is able to be certain of that as maybe they need to be. And so I think that's the challenge is figuring out are these old ways of doing things going to still work with the existence of AI and how do we tweak things to make sure we're still teaching the important things. And also I was in high school when the internet came about. My, my principal <laughs> called it internet. And I think they probably have the same concern, you know, yeah, like how are they going to learn anything when this tool is out there? Yeah, you know, same so, things when yeah. Google we, came we about. Teaching. Yeah, <laughs> when, we, when we were teaching. When we were teaching. Google <laughs> came about, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. question, Connor. That was a good question. You're going to put me out of the job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Connor and Corey and Megan and Sarah, thank you all for joining me today. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sum It Up, an LSR 7 podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. It's a great day to be in Lee Summit. Catch you next time.